Who's got one of these with them today? On your phone, yeah, on your phone, back home in the dusty drawer. Well done, the people who brought their Bibles to church. Yay. Uh-huh. Modernization. The trouble is, in your modernization, you can't under, well, you can. All right, apologies, you can. You could highlight in your Bible on your phone. Can't. All right, let's forget where I'm going with that one because it doesn't go anywhere. Okay, I like, uh, it doesn't do big print, no. That's, yeah, so that, that's not good, is it? Yeah, we like, we like the paperback versions. That's good. That's what I'm talking about today is your Bibles. You don't have to have it with you, that's fine. But it's, start, I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the verse that got me onto this track because it's not in my preach today. I wrote it down. And then God leads you to other things, so that's where we've gone. But it's all started as well one night when I was trying to read. You know, like you're sitting in bed and you've got your book with you, trying to read. It wasn't the Bible, it was a different book, but that's okay. And my, I don't wear my glasses at home. For some reason, I assume I can see indoors by that, whereas I need them everywhere else I go. So I was trying to read. Because you can't see the words properly, and you think, no. Oh, look, I've got my glasses next to me. I'll put them on. As soon as you put them on, you can see. You've got clear vision. This is what I can do now. Put on my glasses. I've brought my glasses. Let's put my glasses on. And then clear vision. Well, God's provided us with this book, this wonderful book, to give us clear vision about who he is. And if we use it properly, if we read it in relationship with him. Oh, yeah, look, I added a bit on the side. The freedom and relationship that Jesus has already paid for. If we read this Bible in relationship with God, then it gives us clear vision. Vision of who he is, who, we say, who he says we are. It gives words of wisdom, words of encouragement, gives discipline for our lives. We learn from past events. We pray for the future. We can pray over our families with words that we read in the Bible. I fell in love with the Bible many years ago when I first fell in love. Well, actually not when I first fell in love with God. As I journeyed along with God, I wanted to know more about him. I fell in love with the Bible. But at that time, my reading ability was really not very good. And so I prayed. Lord, help me to read so that I can read your word. And he did. And that's, that's, I'm going to tell you that quick testimony because it's like some of you may know it, some of you may not know it. I wanted to know more about him. I really, really did. You can come along on Sunday. You can learn lots about him. You can look at things on the, the YouTubes and everything. You can learn a lot about him. But if you can't read very well, then you don't understand what you're reading you just read those few words and then you look back and think yeah I don't know what that was I read so I asked God teach me how to read and I sort of heard like yeah okay I'll teach you and it was as I was sitting at the dining room table I have a dining room now I was sitting at the kitchen table and opposite me it was as though Holy Spirit was sitting and he said to me read And I said, well, you teach me how to read. And he said, yeah, read. 
okay. And I looked down at the words, and they still look the same. And I went, well, teach me how to read. And he said, yeah, read the words. So then I started to read the words. And it sounds like when I used to be able to read, it's like a child learning to read. So you read a few words, and then you got a long word, and you skip over that word, and you carry on. The sentence doesn't make sense if you skip over words. It reads rubbish. That's how I used to read. Holy Spirit says, excuse me, hey, go back, sound that word out. I wanted him to teach me. I wanted him to change my mind, change my eyes so that I looked at the words and miraculously I could read. He didn't do that. He taught me as you teach a child how to read. Go back, sound the word out, say it again. Well done, you've got it. Let's carry on. And that's how he taught me how to read, day after day after day of reading the Bible. And that's what I asked and that's what I prayed. And that's why I love the te- to read the Bible because it's a relationship thing that, that I've built up with Holy Spirit, that I've built up with God, that I know will teach me more about him, will teach you guys more about him and get you to know him so, so well. That's what we're talking about, learning to love the Bible and getting closer to God. So, as I see it, getting to know the Bible is part of a personal journey of knowing God. It's written thousands of years ago, but still relevant today. It's no ordinary book. It's definitely not a fiction book. The Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, tells the history of the Jews, their beliefs, their relationship with God before the birth of Christ. Mainly written in Hebrew, some in Aramaic, and it was between 12,000 and 100 B.C. Words that were written not only tell the past, but they tell prophecies of the coming of Jesus Christ. There's between 200 and 400 prophecies of Christ in the Old Testament. And then the New Testament, the truth written by apostles who walked and talked with Jesus. They saw him firsthand doing his miracles, signs and wonders. They saw him raise people from the dead. They sat by the fireside with him and ate fish. Can you imagine doing that? Love, that's my dream. I'd love to do that. They sat with him in personal relationship, listened and questioned and learned from Jesus. The Bible is the living word of God. It's not an ordinary book to get lost in, and it tells truths about God. It's a book that enables us to bring to mind words in prayer and in battle, in worship that honor God and empower us to move and follow his ways. We could read the same verse thousands and thousands of times, and then one day we suddenly get an understanding about it, or a deeper knowledge, because God is always doing a work in us that brings us closer to knowing him. He reveals more understanding as we ask him, as we seek him. In fact, there are 85 Bible verses about seeking God. I'm not going to read them all today. I'm going to read you three of them. 1 Corinthians Chronicles. 16.11 says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually. 1 Chronicles 22.19, just the first part, says, now set your heart and soul to seek the Lord your God. Jeremiah 29.13, as for you, as you seek, um, excuse me, and you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. This is definitely a heart relationship that we have with our Lord Jesus. So one way of seeking him is through his word. He's reading, meditating, asking him, what does he say about this? How does this affect me and my life now? 
I remember a few years ago when I was reading the Gospel of John. And in John twenty nineteen to 21, where we read about um, his, Jesus and his disciples as he's appearing after his resurrection. It says, One evening on the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I read these words loads and loads of times before. But that day when I read them, I actually read, got to the part, Receive the Holy Spirit, and I just laughed. And I laughed and I laughed and laughed and I could not stop laughing. And Holy Spirit was definitely in the room and had, it was like Jesus had breathed on me as I read those words out loud. That's why I'm saying this is a true life, a living Bible, a living word of God. It's not just words written down that mean nothing. Jesus speaks through to them. God speaks through to them. And Holy Spirit speaks through them to us today. The Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, Your words were found and I ate them, and your words became for me a joy and a delight of my heart. For I have called I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry. I get around lunchtime, I'm hungry, like all of us. And work with little guys about ten o'clock, I'm hungry, because that's snack time. I feed them, they're not grumpy, they're satisfied. I feed myself, I'm satisfied. But the word of the Lord is deeper. It can satisfy so, so much more. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen doesn't tell us just to eat it. It says consume, it tells us to consume the word, chew it up, swallow it, let it go deep inside our bodies. We eat natural food, it gives us strength and energy for our bodies. The word of the God, word of God not only just gives strength, but it satisfies our needs and our desires, and it gives us wisdom too. Not wisdom that just means I know so very much, but wisdom that says I'm wise enough to act on what I read. So I put into practice what God has taught me. Reading what God is telling us in the Bible and then taking it into our everyday life, practicing what we read. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says that the words became a joy and a delight to my heart. So reading the Bible is not supposed to be a, a chore, but a joy and a delight. Who finds it a joy and a delight to read the Bible at the moment? Yeah, some do, some don't. Hopefully this is going to inspire everybody to find it a joy and a delight at the end. Yeah, It hasn't always been a joy and delight for me. Because mainly, partly because of my inability for the reading well, but partly because I just didn't bother. I didn't set my mind to it. I just left it to the side. I didn't realize that the treasures to be found, uh, so many treasures inside it to be found when seeking God. So as we read daily, I believe that God will bring answers to our prayers, challenge us in areas that maybe we're not even thinking about. I believe he can prompt us to move in a direction, or maybe we're undecided. I definitely believe that our relationship can go deeper when we're reading the Bible. 
in relationship with God. And all of this is, of course, alongside praise and worship and prayer and devotion to God. But I also believe that we get more reading, more out of the reading if we read it alongside Holy Spirit. Ask for his guidance and for him to reveal things in us, perhaps in certain areas of our lives if we're struggling or we're undecided where we're going. I know of some people that can just sit with the Bible in front of them, pray and talk to God about a certain thing that they're asking, and then just randomly open the Bible and get their answer. There's nothing random about it, though, because it's Holy Spirit's guidance. And often God calls us to a particular verse or a particular book of the Bible that he wants us to spend some time on. It's not about starting at the beginning and reading all the way through, although that's an amazing thing to do. It's about learning to listen. What is God showing me about that word, about that sentence? How did that work out? What does that mean to me? Maybe going over it a few days at a time. During lockdown, I spent a lot of time in Psalms, just going over one Psalm in particular, again and again, every day, every day. And you could only get that far because God was saying so much. And then I couldn't read anymore because I needed to go over that one again and again and again because he's teaching all the time. When we meditate on, I've mentioned the word meditate, I think a couple of times, it doesn't mean that you're sitting there totally blank. Oh, speak to me, do what you want to do. No, it really is sitting there, saying the words again, Um, reading them aloud, letting the words of the Bible sink into your mind, repeating them, memorizing them even. Asking God, what does it mean? I often find myself saying, Lord, I don't understand that. Reveal more to me, I pray. And he might reveal it immediately. He might reveal it later on in the day or maybe not till next week. But he will reveal it if we ask him. I read a book a while ago about a man that was imprisoned for his beliefs. The Heavenly Man, a true story of the Chinese Christian brother Yan. Yan. He had small pieces of the Bible um, smuggled into him and just with those small words just a few phrases he was they were able they were inspiration to him they were able to help him to survive to get through what he was going through they were able to help him um, help others and teach others and bring them to know Jesus so if we listen to God even just two or three words can mean so so much in our life and can set us on a different course maybe than we thought we were going on, but a better course. So we're all different. We're all at different stages of our journey with him. That's why I say we have to read in relationship with Holy Spirit, because he knows us and he knows what we're going through. Now also in the Bible, you've got Psalm 119, verse 105. I think that's one of the longest Psalms in the Bible. Oh, close to the one before. But it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my heart. We think about a a lamp today. If we've got a lamp, it doesn't necessarily shine. So if I had a lamp here, it wouldn't necessarily shine all the way in the room. It wouldn't necessarily shine outside to the tree. It shines where it is placed. So it will shine above my head and it will shine in the surrounding area. If you're thinking about lamps outside, you've got the street lights. They're a little bit higher, so they let a little bit more um, 
light come into where we're going. And you can see the next street light along. But Psalms were written thousands of years ago. And I'm thinking the lamps maybe would be lamps that would held. I couldn't find research on this. This is my thinking. It would be lamps that would be held in your hand. So as you're walking, you're walking through the woods maybe, you're walking through wherever you're going, it's shining a little way ahead. It's not giving 2020 vision three mile, thousand miles up the road so you know exactly where you're going. It gives a little light. God doesn't reveal every single thing to us straight away. He reveals the next little bit. And it's actually it's up to us to obey and to follow him and then keep relationship with him so we know the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. But we have to be trusted in the little bit that he's showing us first. Then he trusts us for the next bit. And that's a journey with him. When he told Noah that he was going to build... Um, to build an ark because the flood was coming. He gave him a lot of information, but he didn't tell him exactly the day the flood was coming. So Noah just had to keep going and just trust that actually God isn't going to send the flood until me and my family are inside because that's what God told me. Me and my family would be inside. So he kept going, kept building. And with Moses in Exodus 3, God doesn't tell him at when the, when he's talking from the burning bush God doesn't tell Moses absolutely everything. He doesn't tell him all the plagues that are coming, but he promises to be with Moses. And God does ne- never, ever goes back on his promises. So when God calls us, I'm saying when, not if, when God calls us to do something, because he has a plan and a purpose for our lives, as I think we've heard that this morning, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When he calls us to do something for him, he might not tell us everything, but he will keep his promise and he will always be with us. The word of God, lamp unto our feet, showing us the next stage, step, whether it's safe path to walk in or not. It reveals the work of the enemy. It shines a light on what he is doing. Knowing the Bible, knowing God's word reveals light in our lives and reveals the work of the enemy, enables us to stand against it in prayer and authority. A while ago, quite a while ago now, it was something I was doing, it wasn't terrible, but it was something that I needed to apologize to God for and I also needed to apologize to a human being. Um, and that was brought up to me because I, I read something in his word and, and it enlightened something that was going on in my life. And I couldn't sleep that night until I'd actually said to God, no, I'm really sorry. Please forgive me. This shouldn't have happened. But also I promised to go see that person tomorrow and apologize. And that's just things in the Bible, just small things that you think are insignificant in your life. Actually is is something the enemy is trying to get over on you. And God will reveal it in his word. And, and then you can sort it out with him and move on. And the enemy doesn't have that control. You have the authority. You stamp on his feet. And you get on with what you're doing for God. Enemy is nothing. Out your way you go. But Psalm 119, 105 says, A light in, unto my heart. 
So when we know the word of God and bring it into our everyday life, don't just open it on a Sunday, but Monday to Saturday as well. You you can use the Bible at home, it's okay. Um, What we read can affect our our lifestyles and our attitude and help us to become more like Jesus. When we're in situations, if we feel like the enemy is control, then it's time to speak the word of the Lord out loud, as Jesus did when he was being tempted in the wilderness. Shine the light of the living God through his word into the darkness, and the enemy will retreat. Lift up the word of the Lord, read it aloud, meditate on it, remember and repeat verses that come to mind when we're in situations. And I know from experience that situations change for the better. But it's also interesting to read the verses before Psalm, before verse 105 in, in the psalm. Because they just give light. And I'm reading from the expanded Bible, which I didn't know existed till I looked it up. Verse, verse 99 says, I am wiser more insightful than my teachers because I think about, ponder, meditate on your rules, decrees, and testimonies. That's studying the Bible, meditating on it, making us wiser than we were, wiser often than the people that teach us because God himself is revealing things to us. A prayer for all of my grandchildren is that they would know God better than I do, be wiser in their knowledge and understanding of the Bible and use it in their everyday life. Verse 100 says, I have more understanding than my elders because I follow, protect your orders, your precepts. Here we can see that we're not just to follow the elders, to to be wise in who we're listening to. Make sure that we're checking our teachings, especially if it's from someone that we haven't heard before. Is it biblically correct? You need to know the Bible to know if it's biblically correct. Verse 101 says, I have avoided, kept my feet from evil ways, so I could obey, keep guard your word. And here we are just to follow Jesus, to follow God in what he's telling us in his word. Stay away from evil. Walk away from it. Stand in authority over it. Don't have any of it. It's not part of our lives. It doesn't need to be. Verse 102. I haven't walked or turned away from your laws, your judgments, because you yourself are my teacher. The living word of God, the Bible. God teaches us through his word if we read in relationship with him. As I said before, if we ask for wisdom as we meditate and pray over verses, God will teach us. Verse 103, your promises are sweet to me. And I like this bit in brackets. How sweet your words slip slide down my palate, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Again, it's a joy of reading. It really is a joy. At first, it can be a challenge, but by setting aside some time and making it part of a routine, it can become a joy. God begins to reveal things. And then we want to know more. Somebody reads from the front and we suddenly know the end of the words. I remember doing that for the first time. Somebody's saying a verse and you go, I know that verse. It's an excitement. It really, really, really is. 
And it's fun when we actually try and memorize a verse and then one day we've got it, we've found it. And it's a great joy if we're unsure what to do and God suddenly pops something in our head from, it's not random when you're thinking these things. He pops it in your head and it tells you, oh yeah, that would be a good idea, that way or this way. You've got a left or right decision to make and a verse from the Bible comes into your head and you know exactly where you're going. That's not random. Verse 104, your orders, your precepts give me understanding. So I hate your lying ways. We grow more in the ways of God and resist or even detest the ways that are not of him. Grow to be more like him every day. Obviously, this is all reading alongside, building our relationship with God himself. Verse 105, your word is like a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it just says in brackets, it shows how life should be lived. So I'm going to end in a minute. And that's just, just reading the Bible. It shows how life should be lived. If we get to that stage, we can read it. We can understand it. If Guys, if any of you got a problem with reading, please come and get prayer with me afterwards. Please do that. Don't go out of here without saying and doing that. Because it brings such a light into your life once you can read the Bible and once you can understand it and once you go deeper in that relationship with Lord. I'm just going to end by saying that we're not alone in trying to read the Bible. It's a massive book, especially if you've got a large print. It's a really big book. It's a lifetime journey of learning and loving with God and part of getting to know him better. So as well as speaking to your Christian friends and your pastors for guidance, there's free Bible apps available. There's reading plans to get you started. According to Tridale Bible Translations, the Bible's been translated into 717 languages, with the New Testament being translated into 1,582 languages. It's available in Braille. Large print, audio, easy-to-read versions, different colors, hardback, pocket size. God's made it available to everyone. There's no excuse not to read it. There really isn't. Whether we choose to pick it up is a different matter. Whether we choose to start that journey of discovery with him is, as always, our own choice. So will you choose to know him better today and tomorrow and always? Will you choose a lifetime free gift and read his word today? I say it's a free gift because Jesus paid the price for it. This is the story of Jesus. This is the story of the God that came down from heaven, that sent his son for you, that died for you, that loves you, that doesn't want you to forget that inspired people to write his word down so that we could read it, so that we could read in relationship with him, so that we can open it up and hear from him personally. That's me done. I'm going to pray for you guys, but please pick up the Bible and read it. If you've got trouble, speak to someone. Because it opens up a lifeline to Jesus. It really, really does. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your inspiration. I thank you for your encouragement to read when I couldn't do it properly. Lord, I pray open hearts to know you more. I pray inspiration. I pray your guiding words to hit everybody's heart this week. You who are amazing and wonderful, Lord. Thank you for your journey that we will go on with you. Amen.